Welcome to the Restore More podcast, where real women share real stories of what God has done in their lives and in their marriages. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Restore More podcast. Today, we have the privilege of sitting down with Ebony. She is going to be sharing her testimony and what God has done in her life and in her marriage. She's also going to be sharing a little bit about her ministry and some of the things that she is involved in. So welcome to the show today, Ebony. Hi, Megan. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to just talk with you and to just share, you know, um, some of my story and about my ministry with your listeners. Um, You know, I just really wanted to bless someone and to help someone else move forward. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you share all those things with us. Um, So before we get really into the deep conversation, I just wanted to um, ask you a little bit about your ministry and what it is that you do. So you have a blog, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, So um, my blog is called um, Jesus in the Center. And um, really, it's it's more about focusing on, you know, just helping um, people focus on, on Jesus and just, you know, um, things that they can do to kind of help grow in their walk with Christ, um, like reading, um, you know, reading your Bible, um, prayer, focusing on prayer, fellowshipping with other Christians, because, you know, as women, we can become isolated, um, especially now during this time. Um, we can get really isolated and not, you know, fellowship. And so I kind of just cover some of the, some of that stuff and just you know, how we can um, just grow closer to Christ because we really just need to draw closer to him each and every day. Wow, that sounds wonderful. That sounds really wonderful. We're going to share the link to your blog so that any listeners can check out your uh, website and your ministry and some of the wonderful things you have to share on there. Um, So now we are going to be talking today about kind of a difficult topic, and it's something that unfortunately you and I both have in common, is that both of us were kind of, I guess you would say, a victim of having a, a husband who had an affair. Right. Um, so I would like to talk to you a little bit about your situation, because you had a very kind of um, unique situation in some of the outcome of everything that happened. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what was going on at the time? Now, this was a few years ago, I believe you said. How many years ago? Um, this is about seven, seven, six, seven years ago um, that all of this happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's been a few years. Okay. Um, so what was going on at this time of your life? Like, do you remember anything specific? Did you see any red flags? You know, was there anything that made you feel like maybe something was going on in your relationship? Um, Honestly, I really didn't. um, At the time I was pregnant. And so, you know, when you're, when you're pregnant, you know, you, you're so tired. And, and at the time my um, oldest son, he was a lot smaller. So I was taking care of him. And so I didn't really notice anything, you know, I thought everything, you know, was good you know, that we were all on the same page. Now, I will say that one point I was some, I was doing something in the, in the house and I just felt like in my spirit, it was just like, he's having an affair. 
And I was like, you know, you know how, you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you sometimes and it tells you something and you're like, what? No, you know, that's not, that's just the enemy, you know, speaking, speaking to me. Um, And then there was a point where I had, um, I was looking for something on the computer and I had plugged up a drive and I had seen, um, you know, this picture, but my husband does a lot of stuff with other people's phones. And so, you know, I didn't really think, you know, that it was, you know, from his phone because he would, you know, uh, he's really good with electronics. So, you know, other people will give them their phones and have them, you know, download stuff off of it. And so I just kind of, I saw it, but I just kind of like, like I said, I was pregnant. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, maybe this is from, um, you know, somebody else's device, not necessarily his. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there were, there were a couple of signs, but there, there, but outside of those things, there was really not anything mm-hmm. concrete for me to um, see. Yeah. It was just, you know, uh, I guess what people would call maybe intuition or, but, you know, like I said, I was pregnant. So I was like, well, you know, hormones are everywhere. I could be wrong, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I really didn't try to put too much yep. stock on it um, at that, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's ironic because I was actually pregnant when my husband started having an affair also. And, um, and it was also about seven years ago. Um, So we just, our stories have so much in common. It's crazy. Um, And yeah, I mean, but um, I didn't find out until after I had my baby. Um, But I, I kind of had the same feeling, you know, it was just like a suspicion and I felt you know, like there was something going on. And I kind of know what you're saying because it's like, there was nothing in our relationship that made me feel like things were bad between us. It was more just like little things that he was kind of Mm -hmm. doing or saying that were just a little bit different. You know, all of a sudden his uh, phone had like a password protection and before it never did. And, um, you know, he'd be like on the phone outside in the yard and he'd say, oh, I'm just going to like water the plants or whatever, but he'd be outside on the phone for hours. And I'd be like, something, right. you know, I just knew, like you said, I just knew something was off and I didn't know for sure that that's what it was, but I just knew there was something that he didn't want me to know. Um, so yeah. And, and that went on for a little while. And so for you, how long had it, you know, how long from when you thought something was up till when you found out that in fact there was, um, you know, your husband was involved with someone and how did you find Um, out? So it was about maybe a year, a year and a half before I found Mm -hmm. out. Um, Because like I said, I I had my my son in July of uh, his birthday, 2014. Um, I had my son in July of 2014. And so I didn't find out about the affair until like January, 2015. And, um, and so, you know, my son was a little, little bit older. I mean, he was still, you know, a baby, but, um, and so it just so happened that we, um, it was nighttime and the kids were getting ready to go to bed and, um, my husband was in the bed. And so, you know, I'm trying to get the kids ready and he calls me back, um, to the back room and he's like, you know, let, you know, I need you, I need to talk to you about something. So, you know, I, I laid in the bed with him so that he could talk to me and he just, kind of came out and was like, um, you know, I, I had an affair with a woman and um, 
And, um, you know, and I, he pretty much said I had an affair with the woman and she had a baby and the baby's going to be a year and a couple of days. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, so not only did he have an affair, but then he also ended up having a child with this woman. So what were you feeling at this time? Were you just shocked by, you know, what he was telling you? What were the thoughts going through your head? I could only yeah, imagine. I was in complete and utter shock. Like I didn't really know what to say. Um, I, I remember myself babbling something about, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, when, when is her birthday, you know, you can take the kids to go, you know, see their sister. And, you know, I just, but it was, it was just my mouth just talking. And in my mind, I'm, you know, my mind is like, what are you saying? And my mouth is just kind of going. And, um, but yeah, I was, it was a lot of shock, a lot of disbelief. Um, and, you know, once he told me, I just, you know, he wanted me to say something, but I, I didn't really, aside from, you know, babbling about the kids going to see her. And he was like, no, we're not doing any of that. And, you know, and, um, and, you know, I just, eventually I got up and I just, you know, I had to walk away and it just, like I said, it was, it was really devastating. And, you know, like I said, once I got past the, the shock, it was, you know, a lot of, you know, just, just hurt and disappointment and, um, you know, just, just kind of like, numbness you know because you you know you're just so numb because you you you're like you know well how in the world you know could this happen you know because as you know I was telling you earlier I didn't really think that there was any wrong and you know then you start questioning yourself like you know how did I miss these signs and it was just I was just really really shocked and um yeah I was just it was a lot of disbelief um, initially. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's unbelievable. I, I can only imagine, like I said, the feelings that you were going through and what you were thinking at that time. Um, so once you found out about this situation, um, I guess I have two questions. One would be, um, was he still involved with her at the time? Now I know they had a child together. So that was probably, you know, he was, I'm sure seeing her still in that sense, but were they still involved in like a romantic relationship when he had told you? Um, at that point, no, they, they were not still involved in a romantic relationship. Um, I think mm-hmm. she was still, you know, kind of like sending him like updates on how, you know, yeah. um, their dog was doing and things like that. Um, I know at one point he told me that there was a point in time where they they didn't communicate with each other for like six months. Um, so they, they weren't in a relationship anymore, but because of the situation, they were still, you know, kind of keeping contact with each other. Right, right. And now my other question would be, so when all of this came up, did you, did you separate at all? You know, did you distance yourself from him for a time or did you stay in that marriage in the same house, you know, and work things through or were you guys like separated and working things out on your own for a little um, while? No, I actually stayed. 
Um, you know, obviously there was emotional distance between us, but you know, I I stayed. Um, I stayed. I didn't. I didn't leave. You know, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't go anywhere. I just. You, it was a lot of emotional distance. Um, and I just, you know, cause it was so much, you know, I, we just had, you know, we just had my son and there was just so many things to think about, you know, at that time. And, um, it was funny that during, during all of this, our church was actually doing a 21 day fast. And so, you know, and I, I, I did a lot of praying um, we were already fasting, so we were praying, but, um, you know, I, I did a lot more praying. And at the time, um, you know, I told him, I was like, well, you, you need to go get a paternity test. Like, there's no way that, you know, that we're going we're gonna to be trying to make this work, you know, without one. And um, I did a lot of praying that the paternity test would come back negative, but, you know, <laughs> that that wasn't the case. Sure. But um, yeah, and I just mm-hmm. I I just did a lot of praying, and I didn't I didn't feel God leading me to leave, and so I I didn't mm-hmm. um, because I didn't feel like God was telling me to leave, even though I had you know biblically I had every right to leave. Um, I had every right to walk away because you know the Bible says you know in cases of infidelity we have the right to walk away and um right but yeah I didn't I didn't feel the Lord leading me to leave and so you know I stayed and I you know like I said I just had to really lean into prayer and connecting with God because I I wanted to because I was like you know who who wants to deal with this but um but yeah so it was a lot of a lot of prayer (laughs) a lot of seeking God um, on whether or not I should have left or I should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that because when I, when I was in that situation, I really wrestled a lot with what I should do as far as staying or, you know, like you said, I mean, I knew that I had biblical grounds for leaving and, but it was a very difficult situation because I didn't want to leave. I wanted my marriage to work out. I wanted to be together with my family, my husband. Um, but at the same time, the difference, I guess, also between what you, you know, you in that situation and in my situation was that my husband was not done right. with her and he was still very much involved with her when I found out. And it became very clear that as much as I was begging him to choose our family, he wasn't doing that at the time. So we did separate for a while, um, years. We separated for several years, about um, oh, okay. four years. And during that time, like you said, during that time, I mean, praying, praying without ceasing took on new meaning for me. I mean, I can't even tell you about how many many times I prayed and how much I prayed about things. And because um, I wanted even, you know, as the years went on, it never like dulled my emotion mm-hmm. or my feelings for him like I just I still always wanted that I was still always working towards that goal and you know and even well-meaning people were like you know it's been a little while Meg like I don't know if this is gonna work out maybe this isn't God's will but 
I always felt in my heart, like it was God's will. And even though, like I, you know, like we said, I had reason biblically to leave and to start a new life without him. I didn't want that. I knew that in my heart, I wanted to be with my husband. And I just, I just trusted that that was what God was going to do in that situation. Because I think if it wasn't what he was going to do, he wouldn't have made that desire so strong inside of me still. Um, so yeah, so for, for me, it, it took that distance for him to realize what he had lost and what he truly wanted in his life. And, um, really during that time is when God actually did a lot of work in his heart and just transformed him and really brought him back to the Lord and made him into an actually strong committed Christian, which he is now, thankfully. And that, that right there is the only reason why our marriage has worked out is because we're both committed to each other, but also both committed to Christ. And, um, I think that, you know, I always tell people don't underestimate the power of prayer because I have seen what God can do through prayer. Um, so I'm sure you have too, like you said, you know, you prayed a lot in that situation and I'm sure that's what made it possible for you to stay and for you to work things out with him too. Um, now, now when you, so you found out that he was Mm -hmm. in fact, the father of this child and now how, how old is this child now? Um, This child is about six or seven. She's seven now. Okay. So she's seven. So do your kids or your husband have Um, a relationship with her now? They have a relationship with her. Um, it was actually maybe about six months or so. After um, I found out that we started, um, that I actually met her and, um, and, you know, my husband started being more involved in her life because uh, to that point, um, he had only like seen her twice um, since she had been born. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't, if I didn't want her not to know her father. And yeah, and, yeah. And I give you a lot of credit for that because that is like a really difficult, difficult place and difficult situation to be in. I mean, I think it shows really mature faith in trust in, and trust in God um, to be able to get to that point where you're like putting this child's needs and emotions ahead of your own. So I give you a lot of credit for that and for making that decision. Um, so you are then involved in her life and she is involved with your children and everything yes, like that. Yes. We have, day, um, so. we have a really good relationship. Um, and you know, and she, like, we see her often. She, she comes over and she spends time, you know, in the summer, she spends uh, more time with us. Um, but yeah, we, we, me and her, we have a, a great relationship. And I, I think, um, that was one of the deciding factors for me was as far as staying or not staying, because I didn't not want him. I didn't want me staying me, meaning he not being able to be in her life. Um, which a lot of like, when all yeah. of this happened, I went to, you know, all these sites and, uh, you know, cause I was searching for information for people in our situation. And, um, a lot of people were like, mm-hmm if you want the marriage to thrive, he can't be in her life. 
And, you know, and I didn't want that for her because it, it wasn't her fault. She didn't have anything, you know, to do with that. Right. She was, she was, it was two mm-hmm. other people being selfish that caused this situation to happen. And, you know, I didn't want her to be abandoned by her father because I chose to stay. And so, you know, like I said, I did a lot of praying because I didn't want to accept her, but only to treat her badly. And so, you know, I I told, you know, so Mm -hmm. I pretty much told the Lord, I was like, you know, if you're not going to give me the strength to love her, then I don't need to stay because I don't ever, you know, want to Mm. mistreat her. And, and, you know, I don't, I treat her like she's my own. Um, You know, we, we have three children together and she's our fourth. And so when people ask me how many kids I have, I say, I have four because she's mine. She is my daughter. (laughs) That's who she Mm. is. And, you know, and, you know, I just really love on her. And like I said, and it's just a testament to God and how he can just, give you that love for someone that's, you know, not even yours, that may have been, um, you know, her circumstances of her, her getting here were bad, but she's, she's, you know, she's so Mm -hmm. worth it. She's such a sweet little girl. And, um, you know, and I, I just love everything about her. And uh, the crazy thing is, is that even though it's been six years and, me and her mom actually have a, a decent relationship. Um, so, you know, I can wow. sit, you know, cause we, we do pick up and, and drop off, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, and I can sit and, mm-hmm. you know, have a conversation with her mom for her for, you know, like 30 minutes and we'll just talk about, you know, raising kids and, and things like that. And, you know, if you had asked me, Seven years ago, if that was even going to be a possibility, the answer would have been, uh, no, never, not going to happen. And, you know, but because of God's grace and right. his mercy and him just working on me and him allowing me, allowing him to heal me, um, we're at the point where we're at now. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. I mean, I, again, I just... I am so touched by your story because I think it's very, um, it's very uncommon to find someone who is so accepting of that situation. And, you know, like you said, to have a, a decent enough relationship with this other woman, but also to treat this child like she's your own. And I think what you said is so important too that, you know, it's not this child's fault. It's not something that she did that brought about the situation. So I just, I think it's so beautiful that you're able to treat her and that you are so, um, make it such a priority to treat her, you know, the way that you would your other children. And that's just something that, you know, that that's from God, right? Because our human nature does not want to allow us to do things like that. So when I look at something like that, I'm like, that is just God working through you. And that's just amazing. And I just think that is so inspiring um, to anybody else who might be in a similar situation, um, you know, unfortunately. But I think that even in those difficult times, it's like a little reminder that even in those difficulties, God can still work them out for our good, right? And he's still at work in that. So even though this, this horrible thing happened with your husband and this other woman, 
I mean, the little blessing of this baby came along and now she's grown into this child who's a part of your family. And um, that's that's a beautiful thing out of something right. that was and not beautiful. Definitely right? taking, so, taking um, ashes and turning yeah, the beauty for ashes. <laughs> definitely. And I tell yeah. people all the time, you know, had I not been yep. saved, had I not relied on God, I was like, this situation would not be what it is. And I tell people all the time, you know, when I, when I do share my story, um, that, you know, it was nothing but God. It's, it's not something that you can go into trying mm -hmm. to do it in your flesh. Like it, it was no one but God that we are where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. So now, since finding out about this and working through all these things with your husband, how have things been in your marriage since then? Because I know some people, I've, I've encountered some people who say, oh, you know, I don't believe that you can get past this and go on to have a good marriage. You know, um, they mm -hmm. have that once a cheater, always a cheater mentality or, you know, and different, you know, I come, I come up against some people who have those kind of comments. So I'm sure you probably do too, but what has it been like now that you've worked through these things and what was it like, you know, um, getting to the point where like you are so today? It was, it was challenging um, working through it um, because, you know, one of the things that they tell you when your spouse cheats is that they have to cut off all ties with this person. And so because of our situation and mm. me wanting him to be a part of his daughter's life, you know, we, we couldn't do that. And so, um, it took a, it took a while. Like I said, it took a while for healing to take place. Um, I had a lot of up, up and down days. I remember those, those first couple of days I had panic attacks and, you know, it was a lot, lots of crying, lots of weeping, <laughs> um, you know, lots of, of despair oh, yeah. and woe is me. Um, but it, it does get better. And our, our marriage has gotten better. And one of the things that I had to learn that I learned about me, because I think a lot of times when these things happen to us, we don't take the time to look at ourselves. And so, you know, I had to, you know, kind of turn the spotlight on myself and, you know, ask God to show me ways that I could improve our marriage and, you know, what, what areas that I could, mm. you know, help fix, not, you know, not saying that it's because it's never our fault. So it's, you know, they, they made a choice, but in any right. marriage, it's two people. And so you have to kind of step back and look at, you know, yep. where you could have done better as, you know, a wife or, you know, or a husband, you know, whoever was the one that was cheated on. And, um, and so, you know, and I, and it was just, it was a slow process. We did go to counseling um, and it was in counseling that I kind of was able to step back and look at my, myself and the things that I was doing in the marriage um, that maybe could have contributed to him stepping out, but ultimately it was his decision. And I think once I kind of understood some of those things, we were better able to work through it. Um, and like I said, and, and just healing and, you know, like I said, it's talking to God and being able to pray and lean on him, you know, was, was truly um, my saving, my saving grace, because 
like I said, there, there were days that, you know, I, I just wanted to throw in the towel and I didn't want to be married anymore. And you have to learn how to, to work through the triggers, you know, certain things that you see or that are said that cause you to go into that downward spiral. And, um, yeah, but we, we've worked through it. Um, where our marriage is, is better. It's stronger. Um, one of the things you said was very important about both of you um, having that relationship with God and focusing on God. You know, it's that whole three strand cord principle. You are both holding on to God and God is holding yes. on to, to the both of you. And because of that, you guys are stronger together. Um, so definitely both of us getting our relationships with God right um, helped and making sure that he is, you know, both of our focuses and um and yeah a lot of people say it's hard to trust but what i've come to realize is that you know i could i could have either spent these next couple of years worrying about every little place he's going what he's doing and you know i just had to i just had to trust god cuz that was one of my issues was i was putting my faith and trust in my husband and not in god and so, you know, yes. I had to put my my yes. faith and trust in God and say, okay, God, I'm doing my part, you know, and all I can do is pray for my husband and you keep him, you convict him. I can't sit here and try to worry about what he's doing, who he's talking to. He has to go to work. There are women at his job. Like there's, there's you know, I can't try to micromanage him. And so I just had to put my my trust in God and yeah. trust that he has my marriage and that whatever happens in it, that he's going to see us through it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. I mean, it is so true. You've made so many good points. I mean, number one, I definitely would say the same for me in my situation is that Yes, while it was him who stepped out and while he, you know, made that choice and that decision, I did have to also step back and look at myself, like you said, kind of objectively and see what was I contributing that may have made things go wrong and go off track for us. And when I looked back and really looked at what I was like at that time, I can see things in myself that I was doing very wrong in my marriage. And fixing those things has really helped to fix a lot of other parts of our marriage. So yeah, like you said, you know, me fixing those things and then both of us really committing to Christ and then committing to our marriage and being, you know, fighting for our, our mm -hmm. marriage and not fighting against each other, but fighting for each other. Um, and then, yeah, like you just said, also, I mean, I think definitely giving that trust and control to, to God, because like you said, you're never going to be able to control your husband and keep tabs yes. on him. And it's exhausting to even try because um, I've, I've tried, <laughs> you know, for a little while I was trying. Um, but once I gave that control to God and said, like, Lord, you are in control of this. There's nothing I can do to make things any different, you know, as far as where he's going, what he's doing. So once I put that control into God's hands and trusted in him instead of trusting in my husband alone, you know, it made a huge difference. And you're so right that, you know, we can't 
we can't just put our trust in our spouse. We need to be putting our trust into God ultimately, because he's the only Mm -hmm. one that's never going to let us down or never going to, you know, hurt us. So, uh, wonderful advice. And I just, I'm so moved by your story and your testimony. And, And I'm so thankful that we were able to just chat today and share these different things that, you know, have gone on in our lives, but also what God has done through those situations. And I, I would also say my marriage is way stronger and so much better now than it was before it happened. Um, and, you know, not that right. I would wish it on anyone because I don't, but I can now look back and see what God has done through that situation and how he's turned that for something for good. Um, so as we kind of wrap things up, what is some advice that you would give to a woman who is in a very similar situation as yours, either finding out that her husband has had an affair or maybe finding out that he's also fathered a child with someone else. What, um, what kind of advice it, would you give? So some of my first advice would be don't, don't make rash decisions. Like when you, it's so easy to make rash decisions when you first find out about it because you're in so much pain and, yeah. you know, and you're just so broken um, to not rush out and make any rash decisions. Um, if you can get some time alone, you know, if you can go somewhere and, you know, be by yourself and just lay before God and find out what God wants you to do in that situation, definitely do that, take that so that you can hear you know, clearly what, what God wants to do, because we all know what the flesh wants, wants to do. Your flesh is like, let's get revenge. Let's go. Let's, you know, and you end up making the situation worse um, when you make rash decisions, even though I know at the time it doesn't feel like you can make it any worse, but it, you can. Um, I would also find um, people that you can trust to talk to, to confide in. Um, people that, you know, aren't going to spread your business around because, you know, if you decide to stay with your spouse, um, you don't need everyone knowing because then they're going to look at your spouse differently. They're going right. to you know treat them differently. They're going to treat you differently, whether they realize it or not. So if you can find um, good, trustworthy people that you can just lean on, Um, Because like I said, the healing process is rough and you have those up and down days where you just want to throw in the towel and you need to be able to call on that person that's going to pick you up and, you know, help you to stay the course if you've decided to stay in the marriage. Um, And then another one is to to not rush your healing. Um, That was one of the mistakes that I made during this process, you know, I gave us three months to just focus on us and, you know, not try to focus on his daughter and stuff, but it wasn't enough. We needed, we needed more time. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, don't try to try to rush your healing. Um, You know, like I said, for us, it's been six, six to seven years. And really it wasn't until year six that I got my total healing. And, um, and so a lot of people think that, mm. you know, oh, it's been a year, you should be over it and da, 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 da. But it takes a long, when you've been betrayed by someone that you completely and utterly trusted and loved, it takes a long time. And 
you just have to give yourself yeah. that grace and you you have to explain to your spouse that you need that grace because sometimes they feel like they've apologized and so you should be over it. And it's like, no, I'm not just going to be mm. over it. Like, you know, and so <laughs> you have to, um, you know, explain it to your spouse. And like you said before, you at, from this point on, your goal is to work together. Your goal is to try to build together yeah. and to, and there you're not going to want to, because you're going to look at this person and be like, oh, you cheated on me. Like, I don't even want to look at your face right now. Like, you know, and so, but you have to realize that, <laughs> um, that you're a team and in order for your marriage to move forward, you're going to have to work as a team. And unfortunately, ladies are going to have to learn how to tame that tongue and not really say what you want to say <laughs> all the time, you know, take it to the Lord in mm -hmm. prayer and uh, just learn how to put that guard on your lips because, you know, we can, when we as women have been wounded, we can be really mean and hurtful and, you know, and your spouse is trying, but you keep wounding them and that can cause distance in the relationship. So, but those would be my, my key pieces of advice. Great advice. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, such good advice is, you know, don't rush that and don't rush the process and just take your time, give it to the Lord and just, you know, he will guide you and help you to work through it. Uh, just, I really appreciate you speaking with us today and sharing your story and your testimony. Like I said, it's so, I think, encouraging um, and even like inspiring just to hear what you went through and how God has worked in that situation and, you know, really transformed the whole thing. And, you know, just the situation between your husband and you and between your, you know, your daughter and you and, and her mother and everything. And it's just, it's just amazing to see how God worked through all of that. I thank you so much for chatting with us today. And like I said, we're going to share some links to your blog so other women can check out your ministry and, uh, we just really appreciate you being here today, Ebony. And we're so thankful that God has done such wonderful and, things in your amen. life. Amen. And thank you, Megan, for having me. I'm just really excited to, um, you know, just be able to share, um, you know, with you and with the other ladies that, you know, tune in um, because it's not, this is not something that we see talked about in the church. And so it's important for other women to have that, that to know that, even if this happens to them and their marriage that they can make, God can heal it and they can get through it and their marriages can come out better on the other side. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out all the links that we mentioned in today's podcast. For more information on marriage coaching, marriage support, and Christian marriage advice, check out RestoreMore.com.